0: good morning good afternoon good evening welcome to today's episode of musings with jesus my name is shola i'm your host thank you for joining me um i hope you're well i hope all is good with you um i hope you know everything is fine with you i mean the vaccine rollout is going on across um you know the the countries and the nations i hope you've gotten your vaccine um I think it's uh, it's going pretty well in America, for instance. So to all of my listeners in the U.S., please do try and get a vaccine. I think the rollout um, in the U.S. is going to start to people over the age of 16, I think, very soon. Um, so please do that um, in Nigeria. The vaccines have started coming out. They're available, you know, I think, to people of the, in the high-risk categories, elderly people, people in the armed forces, health workers, media, and all of that some initial apathy towards the vaccine so people weren't going um before but it's picked up a little bit more now um i haven't had a shot yet because i mean obviously i haven't been well so i'm not in that i really can't take a vaccine at this point um i need to have recovered up to a certain point before i can introduce something anyway so yeah that's going pretty well so we hope that things should normalize in the next three months and of course normalized doesn't mean it's going to go back to the way it was normalized means we will have been able to manage situations you know to to a a much more reasonable state I mean international travel is still not open up fully Uh, neither will schools restaurants and a lot of things things will still be in this lockdown mode simply because the vaccine it takes time I mean this is like a global Logistic operation before you can vaccinate enough of the populations globally to make the world go back to the way it used to, it's you know it's gonna you know expandate to go out throughout this year and next year. So we will all have to manage ourselves and our health and the health of those around us, and you know our decisions you know in this space until that point in time. Learn from it and also prepare ourselves for whatever may come. Um, ahead. Um, So today, I feel led to just muse, reflect, and and share my reflections around, you know, something that I have talked about a lot on this podcast, um, several episodes in and out over the months. to kick it off, I would say, you know, I think one of the greatest deceptions of modern day christianity that we have had is this perception that the life of a Christian is supposed to be easy, and that once you come into Christ, everything's going to be taken care of, you are not going to have any problems. I don't know where that doctrine, philosophy, theology came from. I guess, I, I, I don't know where it came from, that's all I would say, um, because I mean, the prosperity doctrine, we all know where that came from, you know, other things, deliverance, all those other things, we know where they came from. But this, the life of a Christian, inspirational, <laughs> the life of a Christian is doesn't have problems. I really don't know where it came from, but it has become so pervasive that in the last 5-10 years, the expectation of a modern day believer is to have a life that does not have any trouble whatsoever. The general perception is that anyone who seems to be having it good in life must be enjoying the blessings of God and that, you know, must, must be favoured by God and that anyone who is going through troubles is, you know, therefore not working with God. It's an indication that, you know, the devil has taken over the person's life, things are not working well and, you know, the person just really needs to, you know, get a grip and, you know, find out what's going wrong try and solve the problem and because you know if god is in your life it it means that you will not have um problems (laughs) now on this podcast what we try to do is make sense of the world through the lens of scripture so the bible is my reference point for everything that I, i say on this podcast and essentially a lot of what i believe as well in my own life so this is really about my own lens as I live it through the word of God which I believe or through the Bible which I believe contains the word of God um, which is inspired by the the most high God, by God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit and inspired and given to men for us to learn from. So like I said I don't know where that um, theology or doctrine or perception came from but it has no reference in scripture, none. The but the disciples Jesus who was the brightness of the image of God who upheld all things by the word of His power had trouble and tribulation once He launched His ministry. The disciples who walked who were the forebearers of the gospel after the death and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, they had tribulation till in fact all of them were eventually silenced. They were killed and they were murdered by the persecutors of the gospel all without um, um, uh, um, with only one exception they had troubles in fact their entire life was characterized by troubles yet they were walking with God yet the scriptures that they read that they wrote the revelations that they got from the most high God is what we are all reading today The testimony of the risen Christ is what has led many of us into a worship and a service of the father but they did not have an easy life in fact Christianity complicated their life. Their life became more complex. Paul was, I mean, Saul, before he, he came to Christ, was, was, was an esteemed member of the Jewish community. He was part of the decision-making process. He was a Pharisee of Pharisees. He was a leader and well leading and well-respected scholar. After Christ came into his life, he became somebody who was haunted, he became a prisoner, who was flogged, who was beaten. He became somebody who people were warned, everybody of good character wanted to separate themselves from. Christianity complicated his life, it did not make his life socially better in any way. It did not. Same for all the other disciples. If they were in today's modern world, they would have been on interpol, you know what I'm saying? They would have been on a wanted list, but let us bear in mind, not a wanted list for stealing. They would have have been political prisoners or what we call prisoners of conscience. The same kind of way people like Nelson Mandela, um, um, you know um, Martin Luther King, and all those people were. So sorry, they will not be on the Interpol list because Interpol, Interpol list does not carry business um, um, of conscience. It, it, it's actually for criminals and all that sort of thing. So scratch that; they would have been on the Interpol list, but they would have been on the state list, or you know, of people of people of interest to governments to states. They would have been prevented, for instance, from traveling to certain countries. And they would have been hunted by people, you know, religious extremists. You know, from a certain, you know, ilk. We all know who we're talking about. So Christianity complicated their lives. It didn't make it easier for them to live, you know, Many of them, I can imagine the trauma that inflicted upon their families because they didn't really know from one day to the next if they were going to be in prison, if they were going to lose their freedom, or if they were going to lose their lives. And eventually, all of them did one by one. They all did, apart from John. Every single one of them. None of them died a natural death. They all died a violent death, state-sponsored violent death not because they stole, not because they lied, not because they killed, but simply because they were seen as a political threat to the powers of the day. The testimony of the gospel of Christ, the gospel that you and I live by today, that says Christ died, Christ uh, came from the Lord, He lived, He he was the Son of God, He died, He resurrected, saved for our sins, went to the throne of God, got a place in heaven for our, our, our sakes, returned from the Father, was given a name above all names seated at the right hand of the father is coming again to make all things new based on that testimony they were killed so Christianity did not make their lives easier or better it didn't make Christ amen and and, and Jesus said the servant is not greater than the master he said if they Listen to me, they will listen to you. He said they hated me, they will hate you too, and that's exactly what we experience. So, I want to read the scripture because I am wondering that how is it? And you know, this is one of the reasons why I set up this podcast. Because I really I don't want to get before God in heaven, and he's not telling me I never knew you. He's telling me all what was all that nonsense you were doing. You were just you know, I don't want to get to God and be surprised that while I thought I was serving Him, I was serving something else. But the only way I can give myself a reality check or a truth check or a fact check, a spiritual fact check, is to fact check based on the Bible. And when we, when we read um, John chapter 16, verse 33, Jesus was speaking to His disciples and He said, These things I have spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. In the world, you shall have you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world, he says. In the world, you shall have tribulation, and that's the title of today's music. In the world, you shall have tribulation. He didn't say you will, he didn't say you may, he says, You will have, you shall have. But he says, Don't worry, be of good cheer because I have overcome that world. And he said this before he died, and truly. From when these the soldiers of the Roman soldiers soldiers of the day came for him till when he died, the, 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 <coughs> the disciples did not have peace in the world. They had peace in Christ because we see that that even Paul and Silas, when they were in, um, in prison, they were able to sing praises to the most high God, even in a very difficult situation. So they had peace in Christ. But in the world, they did not have peace, they had tribulation. And let us you know, I'm looking through Biblehub.com it's giving me a lot of scriptures that are relating to this same um, verse as well because it's important to look at it and see whether okay was this an isolated scripture that verse that jesus said or how does this um relate with other things that he said and other things that we see in other parts of the scriptures and i'll be reading mostly from the um, new testament although i will still read one um scripture in the old testament that shows that anybody this just seems to be a pattern for anybody that works with God first of all the world is not easy you know from the times of the sin of, ever since the fall of man um, what happened after the garden of Eden God said that man will will have, um, the woman will give birth in, in sorrow and that the man will toil and sweat before he yields from the fruit of the ground so from the fall of man we know that the earth has not been an easy place and even shortly after that I mean god found out that the world was full of violence and that was why he he, he ended destroyed the world of noah before he then repented and said he would not destroy the world anymore but since then you know there have been many periods when the lord has seen that there's darkness it had to wreak judgment over egypt judgment over sodom and gomorrah judgment over you know the, the the people that um the walls of jericho that came down you know there has always been stuff to know that the world has been a world in conflict so that applies to everybody generally, but to those who are followers of Christ, they will have what God, what Jesus described as tribulation. That is what he said. So if I read other translations of that verse, a new living translation, he says, I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I've overcome the world. Trials and sorrows. Now, the 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 reason why. This is really important to reflect on, you know, for me personally is that I have seen a lot of Christians go through things and feel very bad because it happened to them. And then other believers, making them feel even worse, for, you know, for, and making them feel as if it was because they are, it was their fault that those things happened to them, they didn't pray well enough, they didn't do this, they didn't do that, how come this sort of thing is happening to you? It's a very false doctrine, and it's born out of ignorance and mischievousness. Sometimes I would say, I personally believe that the you know the enemy seeded that perception into the body of Christ. But all we need to do is look at Scripture to see that this is not the truth. So I'm going to just going to read a, a, a number of verses, and I think this is for anybody who is going through things. And it's not for us to say that we should therefore expect bad things to happen and when it comes, we do not fight it. No, Jesus said, take heart, I overcome. So the the ultimate, end game is for us to overcome. Overcome those trials, overcome those sorrows. But there are some we'll be able to prevent, there are some we'll not be able to prevent. There are many we will not be able to pre- prevent. But the fact that we are unable to prevent it happening does not mean that we cannot overcome the situation overcome the trial the personal crisis the personal sorrow we may not be able to prevent or stop the the events that led to the trials and the sorrows but we can overcome that which the enemy wants to achieve in our own personal life through those trials and sorrows we can defeat it in the name of Jesus and that's what Jesus was saying here that in him we have peace so some other scriptures that we can look at that talk at this in verse 32 of the same um, John 16 Jesus said to them look an hour is coming and has already come when you will be scattered each to his own home and you will leave me all alone yet I am not alone because the father is with me he was preparing them for the tribulation that was going to come and the bible says there's another scripture when it says, "They that live will live godly in Christ, will suffer persecution." So the only the only way to avoid this persecution in Christ is to not live godly. If you live, if you and I live godly, we will surely suffer the persecution that goes with it. And you know, when Christianity came to Nigeria, the um the second the revival Christianity, I would say, you know, of the evangelical in the early 80s it was a given that persecution came with Christianity because then for you to even say you have received Jesus is now your Lord and Savior, you are living a holy life you were branded as an extremist so everybody who did it then most of them, many people ostracized by their families cut off, it's not like now that Christianity has been mainstreamed or rather evangelical Christianity has been mainstreamed to the point that there is no difference between it and all other denominations and that's what really has happened now But then, most people who gave their lives to Christ in this same act of the apostles type of early church were sold out for Christ, were evangelizing, were going out into the streets and telling people to repent because the kingdom of God is at hand. They suffered a lot of persecution from the members of their household, not even from people outside alone. Many of them were not hired. Some people were sacked from their jobs. They really had that early church experience. So in those days, it was almost impossible to have fake Christians you know, joining with these people because the the cost, the price of being an evangelical Christian was so high that honestly, it did not make sense to join them except you really, really had had the kind of experience and encounter with God that they had. But now, Christianity, Christian circles have become a social club. It's become a business networking place. It's a place to be seen, to see and to be seen. So for that reason, I mean, it's, it's so glamorous now. That the persecution tribulation and and I think that's probably it. I think by the time the gospel became commercialized, it then became an all commerce affair and something that you came, you brought into your life as a social um, elevation tool and not necessarily as a kingdom sacrifice and God uh, and, and world transforming and Holy Ghost breathing and Jesus loving and God agenda forming. Um, endeavor it it was all about self society and status but that is not the order of scripture so jesus was advising his disciples that in this world they will have tribulation but that they should take courage and what i'm getting from this is almost like a vote of confidence on his disciples because he was more or less saying that i know that you will continue to follow in my footsteps but i need to warn you that in doing so not many people. A lot of people will not be happy with you that you are following my footsteps. So you're going to attract a lot of attention to yourself, and a lot of that attention will bring up about negative con- consequences. But do not allow yourself to be discouraged based on that, because in me you will have peace. And the fact that I have overcome the world through my death and my resurrection will also um, bring you, give you the ability to rise above all of this. So in Matthew nine two. Okay, so let me read some other scriptures. Um, in John 14, 27, Jesus said again, Peace I live with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. But do not let your heart be troubled. Do not be afraid. In John 15, 18, he says, If the world hates you, you need to understand that he hated me first of all. <laughs> you know? He, he really tried his best to, 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 to prepare them. And this was ever before he left, before the disciples had become people who were known based on personal recognition as followers of christ but jesus knew that by the time he left the scene and these other these disciples take the same stage that they will be known by name just as he was known by name as jesus of nazareth they will be known as paul of Tarsus. they will be known as peter of you know of galilee or whatever you know and that they will be hunted down on that basis as people who needed to be destroyed because of the testimony of christ so he was preparing them he said if the world hates you understand that he hated me first in acts fourteen twenty two, 22 this is the disciples speaking saying strengthening the souls of the disciples and encouraging them to continue in the faith we must endure many hardships to enter the kingdom of god they said this was the disciples encouraging themselves said, we must endure many hardships many many In Romans 8.37, it talks about all of the tribulation. It ends in verse 37 by saying, Nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors. Through him that loved us. So, he was saying, Will famine, will nakedness, will peril, nor nor sword, will things present, things to come, what will separate us from the love of God? And why Paul was talking to the church at Rome about things separating them from the church of God? He was talking about tribulation and persecution. Things are coming to our lives, into my life, into your life to, to discourage us from this path that we have taken. That's the whole end game. The persecution and the trial comes through men, comes through situations, conditions, but the person, the unseen hand behind it is the enemy who wants to make sure that very as many people as he can drag away from the testimony and from the service of God, he can so that he can increase the darkness upon the earth and reduce the impact of the light. 2 Corinthians 2.14, Paul again, talking to the church in Corinth, says, But thanks be to God, who always leads us triumphantly as captives in Christ and through us spreads everywhere the fragrance of the knowledge of him. In 2 Corinthians 6 verse 4, it says, As servants of God, we commend ourselves in every way in great endurance in troubles and hardships and calamities so i think all of us know really that the life of the disciples were not easy well i think again there's a some of us believe that maybe it's because they were the early church it was not um, expected of them You know, I I mean, that it was natural to expect that they would suffer persecution. But that times have changed now. And that there's no reason why we should expect the kind of troubles that they did. But the Bible says that... They that will live godly in Christ shall suffer persecution. He did not say only those that live godly in Christ... In the early church. Or immediately 40 years after Jesus um, ascended to heaven. He says all they that will live godly in Christ shall suffer persecution i will get that scripture now and look for where it is in john 15 19 to 21 jesus said if you were of the world the world would have loved you he said but because you are not of the world but i have chosen you out of the world therefore the world hates you so that means again this again is also a principle for every believer he he was saying that the world will only love those people that behave like it. But that anybody who is chosen out of the world will be hated by the world system, by the institutions, by the systems, by the, the societies of the world, the, the, the powers of the day, the communities of the world. So it is not, you know, I'm, I, 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 I just want to, because I mean, like, I have, you know, I think the whole world as a whole is coming out of a very difficult time. Many of us are having personal crises of different sorts and everything. Christians, not in any way insulated from that as well. And some people, you know, have been having, you just have many challenges and all of that. I think this is just to encourage all of us that if you are suffering and you know that your suffering is for the sake of your testimony in Christ, there's nothing for you to feel, you know, bad or to, to to punish yourself about. Jesus said that in this world we have tribulation, but that we should take courage because He has overcome in the world. He says we will have oppression, but cheer up, He has overcome in the world. Psalm 34 verse 13 says, "Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord shall deliver him from them all." So if we go back to that, if that happened, if that was what God said in. Psalm 34, then that means that this is not just about people who follow Christ. It says the righteous. So that means everybody that is righteous in Christ, righteous the righteousness of God, everybody that has the righteousness of God, either in Christ or before um, as they had it in the old testament before Christ, for the righteousness of God is what attracts persecution, trials, and tribulations upon this earth. And what psalm 34 is saying there is that there are afflictions that are peculiar to the righteous peculiar he says many are the afflictions he's not talking about the normal afflictions that people have peculiar like the p- afflictions the disciples had was peculiar to them in fact paul explained this um, when he was in his notes to timothy where he said second timothy 3 verse 12 starting from verse 11 he says my persecutions and the sufferings that came upon me in Antioch, Iconium, and Nistra. What persecutions I endured, yet the Lord rescued me from all of them. Indeed, all who desire to live godly lives in Christ Jesus will be persecuted, while evil men and impos- imposters go from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. So, I mean, you, you can imagine him saying this. He says, Indeed, all who desire to live godly lives in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. You'll be persecuted at work, you'll be persecuted in your family, be persecuted at home, persecuted by people who want to cheat, who want to steal, to kill, and to destroy. People who want to provoke you. Say you will be persecuted, and once you make that decision, you become a target for persecution. That was exactly what Jesus was saying in the other scripture as well. He says, In this world, you will have tribulation. He said it, and that was the experience of the disciples. And in Psalms, David also said it. That many are the afflictions of the righteous. He saw it. We saw the afflictions of Daniel. We saw the afflictions of Joseph. Everybody, even Jacob, um, cheated by his own um, uncle. Everybody that chose to live righteous was persecuted. It's the way of the world. Because it's a corrupt world that is under the influence of a very evil law. The important thing is is that we are overcomers through him that loved us. Even Paul also testified that the Lord, he says he endured the persecutions, but that the Lord rescued him from all of them. The Bible says that God will not allow us to be tempted above that which we are able. With every temptation, he will make a way so that we can bear So we are overcomers in Christ. But as Acts 14.22 says, we must endure many hardships in our journey and in our walk with And Paul admonished the church there. He said they should they should continue in the faith. This is the victory that overcomes the world system and the persecution therein. It is our faith. The just shall live by faith in this earth. So this is happening, like I said, it's just to encourage myself and you know, just for us to all know that. godly in Christ. Anybody who wants to live a godly life in Christ, you should be ready to suffer persecution. In fact, James says, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptation, knowing that the trial of your faith works patience. But let patience have its perfect work so that you can be perfect and entire one until nothing." I think all this thing just shows really is that the desire to walk with God and to give one's life to Christ is a selfless call. It's not born out of a transactional thing and it just makes me wonder because we have so many people now coming to the Lord or seemingly coming to the faith because of problems in their lives when I look at the scripture it shows that there is actually a higher purpose and I know that even though problems actually bring us to Christ and there is nothing wrong with that I mean, many of the people who were saved you know um, when jesus met and he says, have mercy upon me thou son of david but you notice that immediately after that the next thing god wanted them to go and evangelize and many of them were persecuted even the man that was blind from his youth that was went and told his family that it's jesus that healed me see how they persecuted him? they even cast him out of the the temple so again it is just confirming all of this so Christianity is much more than getting things from God. It is about living a life that is godly. And the way we all know if we are living a life that is godly is when we face these persecutions for the sake of our testimony in Christ. Anyway, I'll leave it at that time. But I think, Um And I just want to say something. There are two types of persecutions that happens to Christians. There is the Type of persecution that the this, um, the the apostles endured, which is the type where, um, or rather, let me say there are two types of persecution that happen to righteous people. There's the type that happened to um, the disciples where they were persecuted physically for the testimony of Christ, hounded. That tends to happen in societies where preaching the gospel of Christ is a crime. Good. So anywhere. That, that is you know in, in, in societies that are really that are intolerant of the faith, that is the kind of persecution the person will face. But in societies that are tolerant of that faith where you prof- that you all profess in Christ, the persecution we will face is the type of the type that Job faced. And it's the Holy Spirit that has just explained this to me now. Because I do not live in a part of Nigeria where I'm likely to face persecution for my faith. No, I won't. The part where that will happen, I I, I don't live in that part. And I notice that those Christians, typically the persecutions that they have, is all around, is more like the early church act of apostles, persecution, threats to their lives, you know, they lose their jobs, they do all of that. All that one doesn't happen where I live in the southern part of Nigeria. The experience of Job and what happened to Job? The devil came to tempt him and made him suffer a lot of nasty things to get him to curse God and die. So, the two of them, the end game is, is the same. The persecutions came against the church to stop them from um, the early church, stop them from preaching the gospel and to discourage them from the path of Christ. And then the trials and the tribulations and the horrible sorrows. Came, and, and personal losses came upon Job also to cause him to cause God and die, and to let other people see that this is you know what happens to you know that God is not a good God. It's the same thing. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You just answered this question for me because I've always wondered, you know, because. Because not every Christian that will face the kind of persecution that the early church did, but I know that people, although there is also the kind of persecution that happens like in your offices, because, you know, your societies amongst your peers, because you didn't, you're not doing things the way other people do it, you know, going things by the book and all of that. So there are all those sort of microaggressions that happen, which is not necessarily a threat to your physical life, but it's a threat to your livelihood. That is also, you know, somewhere in between. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for this. So, either you are somebody who has been persecuted, there's threats to your life because of your testimony of Christ, or there's threats to livelihood because also of your stand in Christ, your righteous um, stand in Christ, or you are enduring a lot of personal trials, tragedies, tribulations, and sorrows orchestrated by the kingdom of darkness also because of your testimony your faith and your stand your relationship with god in christ but jesus says in all of these things we are more than conquerors through him so let us be of good cheer do not take it don't feel bad that you know you have not done what you needed to do in fact you should rejoice because it shows that you are you have been targeted as somebody that is working with god and Taking such a stand that is, <laughs> and you are, yeah, yeah, I would say worthy, but you have been, you are, you are identified as a follower of Christ, so much so that the enemies, the armies of darkness, have to spend a lot of time, you know, to 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 to, to really, really try and get you to, or get you know me to renege from that um, testimony of Christ. And I, with the personal experience that I had, which God revealed to me in the last two years, I I realized that I fall into this category for reasons that I do not fully understand myself, but enough has happened for me to know that I have been identified as a follower of Christ. And I think more than anything is my relationship with the Holy Ghost that makes that very obvious to some of these people, where I really don't care. Um, Jesus said, if they hated him, servant is not greater than the master. And he says, if they persecuted me, well, they will persecute you as well. But if they kept my word, they will keep yours as well. So some people will persecute. Others will keep the word of Christ in you. Others will show you love, just like they also showed Jesus' love. Well. Others will do the opposite, just like they did with Jesus. But rejoice, because we are overcome And greater is he that is in us than he that is, um, than he that is in the world and through Jesus Christ we are overcomers, and that's the most important thing so and beyond all of this there's great reward for all of us in heaven for all those who will endure even until the end that is what the scripture preaches the early church knew this that the walk with Christ was a walk of endurance was a journey of faith patience perseverance and persecution in fact the scripture that says that there is no man who has left houses and lands receive a hundredfold in this life it says with persecutions now nobody preaches that when they say you receive a hundredfold they they graciously remove the persecutions jesus said that a hundredfold the material blessings come with persecutions because that's the only way you can stay humble in the faith if it comes without persecutions you have just become a god of glory you know you have just become a, 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 a nebuchadnezzar idol that's all you have just become an instrument of babylon but when it comes to persecutions, yes. Particularly anti-Christ persecutions. Uh-huh, yes. Then those material possessions are purified. It is not a, 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 a deceitful chain by which um, the, the, the deception of the enemy is sneaking in. So I'll leave it at this point And I thank you Holy Spirit for the word. This is a teaching musing um, and you know it's been a long while since we've had one of these. But the Lord has enabled it that it should come forth this way um, this morning. So I'm so grateful to him for that. And I will listen to this afterwards. Because when the Holy Spirit speaks, he speaks to me. And I hear it in the same way as everyone else does as well. And um, I am still very much a student of the gospel. I am a student studying at the feet of the master. There's too much that I need to learn. I find that, you know... The word of God, it, it you know, you just have to keep learning and learning and learning and relearning and unlearning and relearning and upskilling and upgrading and up you know, it, it's it's never enough, it's never too much. So I thank you, Lord, for your word that has come forth, and I pray for everyone that has listened, and I pray that this word will bear fruit in our hearts, it will take root and bring forth fruit, a hundredfold. In Jesus' name, it shall not be taken away by the fowls of the earth, neither shall it be sown upon thorny grounds neither shall it be destroyed or eaten by the birds of the air in any way. In Jesus' name, neither shall it be sown among thorns. It shall not be choked by the cares of this world, not the deceitfulness of riches, nor the lust of any other that they entering in. But it will find good ground in my heart, in our hearts and in our lives and cause us to be blessed and prosperous through it and to be enriched in Jesus' name and for your purpose to be fulfilled and worked through us according to your will, your plan and purpose for us in Jesus name. Amen. Thank you so much for listening everyone. God bless you. Stay lifted and have a wonderful day in Jesus name.